On this episode of Industry Relations, Rob and I talk about Howard Hanna and the great IDX pullouts. Let's go. This is Industry Relations, a podcast that's at the intersection of real estate and technology from an insider's perspective with Rob Hahn and Greg Robertson. Hi, everybody. This is Greg, and I'm really happy to announce that we have a new sponsor for Industry Relations, and that company is Zenlist. I've been tracking these guys a while. It's a great new uh, mobile application. Uh, you can do search, uh, tour scheduling, chat, client collaboration, listing input, all from any mobile device. These guys are pretty cool. Um, they've got about 100,000 agents across the United States. Um, so please visit zenlist.com to schedule a demo. So if you're an MLS exec, you got to check this out. Visit zenlist.com to schedule a, a demo. And once again, my thanks goes out to Zenlist for sponsoring Industry Relations. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Industry Relations with Rob and Greg. This is your co-host, the notorious Rob Hahn. And as always with me is the fabulous Greg Robertson, who is apparently standing in an airplane hangar or, a, I guess, a special garage with that vintage VW van behind you. And, and my Looking bug. Hot. Yeah. Yeah. Hola, right on. Yeah, my uh, my my house is being tended for termites, so I've been relegated relegated to my office slash garage. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's actually a pretty cool garage. You know, pretty cool. I assume the one behind you is probably where well, you need to like paint it and fix it up a bit, right? No, I mean you know it's got that it's the whole patina <laughs> thing. So you know the ah. you want to leave it as is, as that they kind of say. So yeah, all right, we do have to talk about VW at some point, but. I'm pretty sure, I mean, because you kind of tweeted it out, like what we're talking about yeah, today. Yeah. So, uh, so like, I mean, I, I really appreciate the Twitter spaces that you pulled together. Um, like how, so, so tell me a little bit about like your, you find out about this thing and then yeah, you decide, actually, I got to pull this. Yeah. I, I got to give credit. I think it was Sam that first found this out, but basically Howard Hanna, um, you know, one of the, I yeah. think the, 17th largest uh, brokerage out there. I mean, no, seventh, 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 sorry, seventh. So, um, put out a video and it was a, un, it was an, un, uh, you know, it, un, un, it was a, I don't know what they call it on YouTube, but it's the unlisted yeah. video, sorry, unlisted yeah. video. And yeah. it, was it wasn't blocked. Yeah. wasn't blocked, but you know, it's obviously it was a recruiting video that they put together. And basically mm -hmm. it was from Hobie Hannah talking about how they were going to basically leave IDX and um he was kind of a little bit nebulous on the reasons why but you know one of them was failed sales from mm -hmm. unqualified you know broker agents or agents um but also just basically kind of like uh i think just kind of mixed things up a bit right from their standpoint and it was a little bit of a head scratcher because okay they're getting out of idx but they're turning their website into a vow mm -hmm. right but also they had said that they were going to um work out a portal strategy right mm -hmm. uh, with the major portals including zillow so it was uh, so it's just like i said okay it's right. well, the portals are idx so if you're pulling out of idx how can you put how, how are your listings going to show up and then and then the other thing was is like you know typically what we've seen in the past like you know things like it uh, Adina and I think in San Diego, maybe at one point or GLVR was they're pulling out. So their listings didn't go on Zillow. This was right. more, we're pulling out so they can't appear on other broker websites within the area, but we're right. putting it on Zillow because we think that's right. Consumers can win. And then that's right. So that was just a, a little bit of a mix. So it, again, you're, you, these are all these competing things that like you thought you knew the answers to, or you'd seen some things in the past, but this was different. And then the next thing is, is like, how do you, if you're pulling out of IDX, how do you put it on Zillow? And I guess the way the MLS rules there, or, and I think this is still up for kind of debate is apparently Zillow lets you do a direct feed from a broker that's co-mingled in with the IDX feed. So it's on that first tab, not on that second tab. And I think a lot of the debate going back and forth on Twitter is, is that, copacetic is that mm -hmm. yeah does yeah, that really yeah. match the idea spirit of idx um yeah. and that and I, i'm telling you this is just really kind of taken off so then i i said well let's have a twitter spaces about this so i got um 
uh, started Twitter space and that's a kind of a communal thing on Twitter. You can talk it's recorded. So if you go to my, yep. my Twitter profile, um, you can see it and it's recorded. You can listen to it. And, and we got a lot of other mixed kind of reactions from everybody. Like some people are like, well, this is a nothing burger. Who cares? Yeah. And to yeah. others like, well, this is like violating the spirit of IDX. Um, and you know, other questions like, you know, I was going to ask you is like, if you could always do a direct feed into Zillow, what's, why didn't Rex do that? Um, mm -hmm. and, and I might be missing some nuances there too, but, uh, yeah, really, I mean, you know, it's like very, it's the, the wonkiest thing. This is like, this is like soul food for us guys. Cause we're so kind of geeky about this. It's, but it's pretty nuanced and pretty wonky for anybody else. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just and then I said at the end of the thing after these Twitter tweets is like I know what Rob and I are going to talk about right. So <laughs> and here we are. And yeah. I know you've already read. I put out a little piece about yeah. it already. I know you've already read it. I mean, I guess my reaction was I knew about this a couple of weeks ago, but I just didn't think it was a big deal because, like, I wrote I I honestly didn't realize that people cared that much about IDX, but apparently they really do. And I guess if you're Greg Fisher, for example, because we're still going at it, Greg and I yeah, on, yeah, yeah. on Twitter. And he's like all – I'm like, okay, dude, I, I guess. I mean, I didn't. I just didn't think it was. Um, Greg Fisher from listened, Weston, Maine, a great Twitter follower. Yeah, yeah. So if you're on Twitter, you yeah. should follow him for sure. Yeah. And he's really savvy. He's really smart. You know, we just kind of went back and forth a little bit. Um, and I guess the reason why I didn't think it was that big a deal is I didn't – I didn't realize brokers and agents still cared about IDX websites. <laughs> oh, you know, come like, on, come on, Rob, come on. No, no, hear me out. Because honestly, dude, it's been years since I heard some broker, or some agent talk about how they're generating all this business off of IDX. Well, let's, let's stop right there you real know? quick. Because one of the yeah. things that I did mention that was uh, people were talking about, and I think this was Sean on Twitter, um, that there's a lot of vendors that have products, right, that – use IDX, the IDX feed on the website to generate leads. And yeah. if you're like Boomtown, I'm not sure exactly the, the vendors that, that have those kind of things, but um, I know Curator famously, they have a really great um, lead generation platform um, that uses those feeds. Well, if that's gone away in that market, that might render those tools useless. So if this catches on and then there's vendors that have products that are based upon driving traffic to their site and seeing mm -hmm. all the listings, you know, again, pandemonium. Yeah, I, I, I guess. I mean, I've, it, it really depends on, I suppose, how things are. I think one of the challenges is IDX was intended for one very specific purpose, but then as it became more popular, it sort of became the default data feed. Right. If that makes sense, right? Well, no, we so talked like these about vendors, that. We talked about yeah. it before. It just... Yeah. All the, all the all the portals started using IDX because there was no real other thing for them to use, right? Well, but here's what I mean specifically. Like these CRM vendors, I know one of the uses behind why they want MLS data is let's say I'm, uh, I'm doing a CRM, I have a client, right? And, and okay, let's leave the internet out of it, right? It's just my next door neighbor says, hey, you know, I'm thinking about buying a house. Will you send me you know, new listings as, as you come across them. So I set up a drip in my CRM, says, you know, hey, pull all new listings off the MLS and then send the drip to this client, right? Right. The point I want to make here is you don't need IDX feed for that. All you need is a data feed from the MLS, right? Because IDX is very specific. It's, its intent is very specifically that you can use other brokers' listings to do lead gen, right? For client service, like there's always, there's, there used to be a lot more feeds, right? And specifically, I think I would point at like the VOW feed from back in the day, right? So if you're just actually servicing a client, then you should use a VOW feed. And a lot of these vendors, unless you are literally doing advertising and lead generation, you should be using VOW, right? Yeah, I remember What's happened this, over the years. Yeah, yeah, I remember back in the day when this was, when, when this started <clears> to happen, where they, they define these IDX or VOW. And there was a lot of industry pundits like us predicting yeah. how many websites brokers would go to VOW and how many. And I think I think a lot of us thought they were going to go VOW, but yeah. IDX just took off, right? Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And VOW like died, like nobody did a VOW. Yeah. Right? And it was because VOW, VOW, required uh, registration. Right. right. So Which, nobody used it. And, right. right. And the thing that most, so what, what it turns out is what brokers and agents really care about 
is leads. They don't really care about client service. They care about leads, right? <laughs> which is why Val died. I'm just saying, like some of these tools, you don't, you shouldn't be using IDX. You should be using the VOW. You should be using the Val feed or broker back office feed or whatever other feeds that are kind of trying to that people are trying to push, right? So that's number one. Number one is yeah, like for Sean's point, I'm sorry that some of your tools are going to break, but those vendors probably shouldn't have been using IDX feeds to begin with. Right. Well, there was yeah. Okay. All right. No, and here's why: because IDX, because of its special nature, comes with all sorts of strings attached. It comes with all sorts of rules and all sorts of prohibitions and all sorts of well. But problems. if you're if you're going to if you're going to display listings publicly, that there's nothing else you can use right now. Right. That's so correct. so it's not like that's correct. You should have used something else. There was not. There is nothing else, right? So no, no. What I mean is, yeah. If your goal was to display listings publicly, then you have to use IDX. Yes. But if you were wanted to just use a tool, some vendor who's going to do, you know, whatever CRM drip emails well, for that, your that's existing different. clients. In a lead generation scenario, correct. You're drawing correct. them to the website to see listings to generate leads. So there's no other correct. way to do that other than correct. IDX. Right? Correct. Okay. Um. So I mean that's. So that's just take that over here for the second bit, right? Um, and the second part, like I said, the reason why I didn't think people cared was, dude, it's, I'm telling you, in the last few years, I've run into a number of agents, a number of brokers, and I put one of them up on my post. They don't have IDX search on their websites. They're just like, yeah. I'm, you know, it's, it's about me. If you want to search for properties, go to Zillow, go to Redfin, you know, I'll, I'll like do that. I'm not going to pay for, I'm not going to bother with, jump through all these hoops for IDX because it doesn't get me anything. Right. And a lot of brokers I know, like they don't, they have IDX because it's sort of like they have to. And the website vendor just kind of gave them one for free. But nobody's sitting there saying, hey, I'm generating all this, all this leads and all these business off my website. Like it just wasn't a conversation I've been part of in the last few years. Right. I Back think in there's... 2012, absolutely. Everything was about IDX. Now I just felt like it had gone away. You know? I think, I think specialty houses like, curator has had you know and that's a very you know those are really high-end agents and teams using that but they are doing really well with that right um but sure. these are i would agree with you these are few and far between that actually can sure. effectively market their websites sure. and get traffic right and i think sure essentially that's what howard hannah is saying right now they're saying this is dead with zillow's one the portal's one um how can we what yeah. is an effective strategy that we can yeah. can maximize our presence locally but still you know on a from a national level you know um still still yeah. advertise right now yeah uh, when you let me ask you a question you may know the answer or not know the answer when i give it as a broker when i give a direct fee to zillow can they can I, i'm assuming that they can still go in that same path where if somebody clicks on it, then a pr whatever pr premier agent bidded the most gets to answer the question. It's yep. not a, it's not a, you're so, if, so it, it, that, that's kind of odd because, you know, one of the things there was a follow-up um, post to his video and she was seeming to sell, say that one of the big reasons for opting out IDX is because they looked at their, their deal flow and a lot mm -hmm. of deal flow um, didn't get closed because the other mm -hmm. agent was, was lame, right? Right. Or or right. was inexperienced, and they realized right. that the listing agent they, they're saying the listing agent is the best person to make to get the job done, right? Right. Which sounds right. familiar if you're thinking about Homes.com and, and CoStar, but oh, you, dude, but, but, even before that, who who was that guy in San Diego, right? Uh, you know, the verified listing agent. Yeah, who was yeah, that yeah. guy? He, yeah. he pulled out a Zillow. Yeah, yeah, and and then, but but it seems contrary because. If they're putting it on Zillow and those same those some the same brokers or agents can get access to the listing, I mean, it's just a bizarro kind of uh, world there. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I tend to look at that as it sounds like a, a like a cover story. You yeah. Know what I mean, like so again, I don't know. I haven't talked to Howard Hanna. I'm not privy to any insider knowledge or anything, right? Um. I think it just was down to they looked at their how much money they're spending on their website, right? Because Howard Hanna is a big company. I'm sure their website is not cheap. 
you know? Right. And they looked at it and said, okay, what kind of ROI are we getting? And they're like, this is bullshit. Like, why are we doing this? So let's stop doing that. And so, well, if we're not trying to generate leads off of our website, why are we giving whatever, I think they're like 18, 19, 20% market share. Why are we giving that to these random buyer agents? I mean, I think that's what it was, right? So they said, let's just, if you're not in the website business, if you're not in the online lead generation business using other people's listings, then there's no reason to participate in IDX, right? So you pull out of IDX. The only question then becomes, okay, well, we still want our listings to appear on the portals. How do we do that? Do a direct feed. Okay, let's. so two things there, right? So the other thing I think you're leaving out is this, this news first appeared and surfaced in this video and some posts that were mm-hmm. basically recruiting videos, mm-hmm. recruiting things. So they were, they were trying to also use this strategy. Maybe they thought, well, this is sure. a differentiation for our brokerage. So the sure. first messages going out there were directed to including that video was directed to recruitment, to recruit other agents into the mix. Right. So that's right. Um, I think that there's that, that there's that there, but you know, what I've said in some others, and again, this was really before knowing that they were also doing a direct feed to Zillow, is that the reason why other kind of things have failed, like the one in San Diego, is that it wasn't, they didn't want to send it to Zillow. So in a listing presentation, a competitor to Howard Hanna in that case could go, well, if you list with Howard Hanna, it's not going on Zillow. If you list with me, right. and that was, and I think sellers would go, not going on Zillow, that's insane. That's right. 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 Now it's right. a little bit more nuanced. They're gonna and, but I still think the same argument could be made, the same pitch. The I, same, I don't think it's nuanced at um, all. I think it's really straightforward. List with me, I'm gonna put it on Zillow. The other guy uh, says, I'm gonna put on four hundred websites. Yeah, four hundred websites don't matter. Yeah. But I mean in this case, they're gonna say we're gonna list it on Zillow. But if I if I'm countering what if I'm another agent competing sure. against sure. Howard Hannah, sure. I'm gonna go Sure. Yeah, no, Howard Hanna is a great brokerage. I can understand yeah, what you're yeah. with them as well. But you know, they're limiting your marketing with your with your mm-hmm. listing, right? They they think that only certain websites are worth putting it on. I'm gonna put it on as many websites as possible. So just know if you're listing with Howard Hanna, they're not gonna maximize the exposure of your listing where I am, right? So I think that's still I think the yeah, minute yeah. that and, and, and you know agents, they're gonna like they don't know the nuances like everybody else does. They're going to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. exaggerate and do whatever. And mm-hmm. I think the first big producer, top producer in Howard Hanna that loses a listing because of this FUD factor that the other agents are going to spread. And there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of meat there to kind of, uh, to do things. Um, could be a problem. Could I don't think it's that big a problem because I think it would be really easy for Howard Hanna to counter that. Right. I mean, in fact, let's, let's put it this way. If I'm Howard Hanna, this is what I do. I literally run out tomorrow and I set up an IDX website. Okay, That's something like boobs and houses. Okay, And it'll be some porn website with IDX listings. right? And it'll look really ugly. It'll look really nasty. And then I do a printout. Hey, do you want your house to end up on this website? Right. Because, you know, IDX, these 400 other websites, it's all bullshit. It's all crappy. You know, I mean, it's it's not that hard to counter that, right? I don't know, man. I mean, I think fear is a is a powerful message. And if the competing agent can put fear into the seller that – I agree. Listen yeah. with Howard Hanna, they're not going to get the maximum exposure. All it takes is that little bit of fear to, to, to win sure. a listing. Sure, but I'm saying the fear could go the other way too. You give it to this other, you give it to whoever, Coldwell Banker, and they're going to put your house onto uh, boobsandhouses.com and and look at this totally horrible agent website, you know, with uh, whatever snaggle toothed, you know, realtor headshot, and this is what it's going to be with like flashing lights, like you know, with internet circa 1999. I mean, yeah, but so, you know, what would they say? <laughs> you know, no, no, every, Bad publicity, you know, any publicity is good publicity, right? I mean, any, do you anything. Think so? I mean, it's, it's, do you think it's so? a cliche. All right. So, all right. It's a cliche. Let's test it. Let's set a whitepowerhouses.com. Yeah. But that's. And put people's listings on it. But that's, I mean, you know, again, you're doing your kind of extreme thing here. I mean, I No, I know. My, my point, yeah. No, I get you. And I'm, this is not that important because the way I look at it is it doesn't matter what broker agent website. This is a conversation that Greg Fisher and I are getting into today. 
I'm saying it doesn't matter. Like you could claim whatever the fuck you want. The war is over. The portals have won. Broker and agent websites don't matter. So who gives a shit? No, uh, I agree with you there. I agree that (laughs) this is a basically tantamount. It was used to be Zillow, Zillow, Zillow. They're bad. Don't send anything to Zillow, Realtor, or whatever else. And now these guys are basically saying, we know, you know, there's nothing we can do here. Yeah. What strategy can we do now to adjust based upon that they're basically waving the white flag with, with the portals? Right. And what's, what I find so interesting about this is, so this is like literally 10 years ago, man, back in 2012, like from 2010 to 2012, like, so very early on in, in my sort of blogging career, like the first thing I really got into was the syndication IDX war. Right. And I don't know if you remember back then, I think I was kind of unique in the industry for saying that syndication IDX are the same. Like, I don't understand why we have two different sets of rules. You know, it's just, and then people like Chris Berg and, you know, Jay Thompson before he started to work for Zillow. And uh, I found a great post that where I, uh, Brian um, Larson and I were kind of going back and forth. And here I'm like, literally, Brian Larson is literally the father of IDX, right? Because right? it was his MLS, I think it was like regional MLS of yeah. Minnesota. Which right? is that North he was Star, the yeah. Yeah, I mean, he literally came up with it, uh, broker reciprocity, is what he called it yeah. initially. So I'm like, and we're going back and forth. My take, and my take then, as as remains now, is look, it's just data, right? It's just sending listing data to people. Now, the special thing is that IDX is not your data; it's using somebody else's data. Your data, right? and so this so it's both, both, yeah, correct, right? Well, so. It's not even both, because if it was just mine, I would just send a direct fee to whoever the hell I want. It's my listing. It's my I can do whatever I want with it, right? And this this has come up over and over and over the time. Do you remember when? Um, God, I remember. Maybe it was twenty fifteen when we got into the whole social media online like IDX kerfuffle. Do you remember this? The question was: If can an agent take an IDX listing and put it on Facebook or Twitter? Right, because yeah. this was when social media advertising was just starting, and there was huge amount of controversy around it. But the one thing that kept coming up was, if you want to put your own listings on Facebook, have at it, right? <laughs> like do whatever the hell you want with your own listings, but you can't put somebody else's listings onto social media, right? So that's yeah. I, I mean, mean so it'd that's be paramount to like you know sending postcards out with somebody else's listing, right? Right. Yeah. Right. And that was that was the argument that was made. Now if it's your own listing, yeah, do whatever you have want. You want to send it to Zillow, have at it. Right? Okay. So so let me let me let's pick apart a little bit or Yeah. Yeah. What's your opinion about being able to have your cake and eat it too, meaning I'm gonna pull out of my local market on IDX, but I'm gonna feed a direct listing to to Zillow. Is that is that? Do you think that that's kind of violating the spirit of IDX there, or 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 is it nothing? Well, burger? no, it's a nothing burger because I pulled out of IDX. But but Zillow being able to you know basically, and I don't know if the word is commingling, but you know being it able is commingling, to, right? So why is. is that on the second tab? It's not because of and this is the question. I don't know the answer, right? So. Uh, who was it? Was it Sam that was saying that, you know, these are big brokers. These are right. people who know what the hell they're doing. Clearly, if they're doing it, it's it's probably compliant. Um, I have to imagine that the local MLS, and I think it's normless. I think right. well, those are MLS, regional. Or is it, or or MLS, is it now, MLS? MLS now? Or, whatever. It could be yes, MLS, MLS now. Yeah. yeah. Some MLS, right? Uh, right. Right. Uh, I have to imagine that they don't have the non-commingling rule. Because if they did, then these listings have to go on tab two. Right. So non-commingling rule. And I know that's starting, people are starting to take that down. Wasn't it uh, Ari Colorado that kind of did that, right? Okay, so then that's interesting. So this, this movement, like, and again, I always like say this, but there's no coincidences, right? So- um, the fact that now, wasn't it Rex that brought this first to light where it's like, they were saying, yes, ma'am. 
having this commingling rule, no commingling rule really brought them down. Yeah. And and I remember Gene Millman had written something about how they're taking the commingling thing. But a lot of MLSs yeah. were saying we've already had this, this isn't a rule anymore. What so you know, going back to my one of the things I said in the beginning, why didn't Rex just do uh add it on there as a broker? I guess because they weren't a member of the MLS, were they? Right. They weren't a member of the MLS and I think what they're saying is the markets where they really got hurt, really got hammered, there were non-commingling rules in place. Okay. That's their claim. Okay. Right. Now, we'll see at trial. I mean, that, by the way, that case is going to trial in September. Yeah. So we'll find Soon. out. Uh, but, you know, yeah. And then Zillow had at the time, because this, God, I remember what year it was. Remember when Zillow used to take a direct feed from brokers? Yeah, of course. And then they got rid of that. Yeah. Well, because they, they said we next. only want to, no, no, we only want to take a feed, a syndication feed well, they from want, the MLS. And then they switched to, we're going to go to right, right. Well, they, they discovered that the, you know, the broker sending them feed was like, they didn't have the, um, you know, an MLS does a good job of keeping that, of, of cleaning mm-hmm. up that data and making it good. And like they were, That's they right. were tired of these um, inconsistent, Feeds That's from right. brokers as far as the, what weren't the the quality that the MLS would would bring them. That's right. Right. That's right. Right. So I mean, I have to assume that because if whatever MLS normless or MLS now or one of these, if they have a non-commingling rule, then I think Zillow is in violation. Right. You you can't mix that with IDX data. But they're they're smart enough to check all that shit. So correct. You got to believe correct. that. I all have, right. I have to assume that they've done their homework. Right. Correct. So my my thing is, and I'll, I, I'll still go back to this, even if you're discounting it, is will the brokers in that market be able to put enough fear into sellers and 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 kind of morph this away that they're going to put doubt in the seller's mind that if they go with Howard Hanna, they're not going to get that listing is not going to be, you know, given a maximum exposure on the Internet. Right. I, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Like, so, you know, so somebody come and tell us in six months, you know, whether it's having a real impact on the market. I can't imagine it. You know, I, I mean, I, 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 I'd be willing to make a bet. I think, I think, I think they retreat from this by the end of the year. I don't. I think they I retreat don't. from this from the, by the end of the year. I, don't, I really don't. I think it's, I think they go deeper. Right, because the thing that I'm more I'm curious about is okay. So, Howard Hanna pulled out of IDX, right? They're keeping the listings in the MLS. So, if you're a buyer agent and you you know see uh, your client says, "Hey, you know, I want to go look at this house," you just log into the MLS. There it is. Right? You go show it. You get cooperation composition. Like everything else goes the same way. The only thing you can't do is put that listing on your website. Yeah, but but again, that's I get all that. Okay, but right. Okay. Some Here some gr- so, okay. Go ahead. Like you pointed out, the when you found out about this, this was because Howard Hanna put together a re- a video, a recruiting video, whose essential message something along the lines of, "Join us because we're going to protect your data better." Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. A few years ago, Howard Hanna had, I think they called it first look. They had this before clear cooperation policy. They had a coming soon exclusive listings program, right? And then clear cooperation policy happened and everyone sort of scrambled a bit and, you know, sort of pulled away from it. Most recently, man, I saw Compass come back out with private exclusives and it looks really well done, like clean. It's very compliant. You know, CCP with that has a giant loophole. I'm like, if I'm hard Hannah, fuck IDX, I do that. I go private exclusive. Now it's not even in the MLS. Now you can go recruit like a motherfucker, right? So I actually well, think it's the other way around. Yeah, I mean, again, I think all that aside, what I think this hinges on is their competitors' ability to strike fear into sellers' hearts. And that's okay. – you can you argue all the tech stuff, all the implementation stuff. It's still available on the MLS. Mm-hmm. And blah, mm-hmm. you know, it's on Zillow, blah, blah, blah. But, but this is going to give them a – opening to write some script that they're going to just you know make the perfect thing to say in a listing presentation that's going to that's going to give us give sellers a little bit of doubt 
and a little bit of worry that Howard Hanna is not going to be putting it out there. And I think when they start losing a couple big listings and some of their top producers start complaining that that's happening, no matter all the arguments you're making, that's what really matters, right? When their top producers saying, I'm yeah. losing listings because of this. Yeah. I, yeah, oh. you're right. If, if, if that happens, then yeah. You know, I just don't think that's going to happen. That's all. Right? In fact, I yeah. think it's going to be the opposite. I think they look at this and say, okay, this is having some sort of positive impact, right? In other words, the specific group of, of people that this will hurt are your, I didn't know what to call it, but I wrote about one of these in, my, in one of my posts back in 2012. I went to a dinner like before one of the inmates. I met this guy who was a broker, right? Um, but really, I think he had went and he had gone and bought like a thousand website URLs. Right? Mm-hmm. And he was just doing this like IDX farm on the internet, right? And all he was doing was just generating inquiries and he would just refer every single one out. He oh, didn't yeah. actually practice real estate. He just practiced real estate lead gen. That's, well, that's right? Zillow, but with only one site. <laughs> Correct. Um, I think basically Howard Hanna wants to put a hurt on those people. Right? right. And it does feel like they probably could, right? Because if it's just coming from Zillow, you know, at, at, let's put it this way. At a minimum, Howard Hanna is not in the position of having to pay some referral fee to some guy. Right, only the Howard Hanna premier agents who have signed up with Zillow pay the premier agent referral fee. So we'll see. I think it'll. End, I think actually it'll end up being pretty positive for Howard Hanna. And now that Howard Hanna has done this, the other thing to keep in mind is, and I assume they're the largest in in that area, right, Northeast Ohio somewhere. Okay, if if you're the number two brokerage, what do you do? Yeah, I mean, again. I, th- I think you write a great script in a listing presentation that's to strike fear in the hearts of sellers of listing with Howard Hanna. That's what I think you do. Really? Yeah, I think it's an opportunity. I mean, you really think you really think that plays? Fear is powerful, man. I mean, fear in marketing is one of the most powerful things out there. Um, and if you give them, a, you know, somebody an inch, they're going to take a mile, right? I don't think it plays, bro. Well, I mean, that's, I that's, just don't that's think the it plays. argument. I mean, that's the thing here, right? You're yeah, no, no, I'll, I'll give you a, I'll give you a specific example why I think that. Do you remember um, a few years ago when Realtor.com made this huge, huge push about uh, data accuracy? Because Zillow at the time wasn't IDX; it was syndication. They were they did a study and they said you know only like seventy percent of the data in Zillow is accurate. If you want accurate information, you need to come to Realtor.com. Do you, do you remember that big advertising? Push? I remember something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it went absolutely nowhere. It went nowhere. It turns out consumers don't give a shit. You know what I mean? And, but, you know, but, all the but talk. But again, about- again, you know, that's a mass market, you know, 30-second commercial on, you know, on television, okay? Now, counter that with, like, you've invited me into your home. I've got my, you know, I've got a cloud CMA with me with another brokerage. It's not Howard Hanna. And I'm right there three feet away from you. And I'm telling you, you want to risk not getting the most, you know, your exposure of your listing of your house to the maximum number of people also, that's crazy. I mean, you're taking a big risk right. there. Okay. I, I just don't think it's going to matter, you know. Right. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think why. I've, I'm trying to understand why I think that. Because there's all these internet websites. There's all this, you know, and um, I don't know. Maybe it's like. Maybe back in the day, I remember there were all these blog directories. And this is going back a long motherfucking time. Mm-hmm. I get it. But they would be like, submit your blog to our directory for free exposure to blah, blah, blah. And I was like, fuck off. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't need you. Like, I have Google. Like, I don't, you know, I don't need to be part of some right. directory. Where, is this good? Are they going to go on Redfin? No, it can't. I mean, that's another they thing. Would I mean, the direct, they would have to send a direct feed to Redfin, the but, way they're doing to Zillow. But I don't think Redfin can can handle that. They might be oh, able Redfin to can handle it. But I mean, would they? Redfin can certainly handle it. But no, the question is whether Howard Hanna would send it. Right. I mean, but right. then, I mean, let's think about that. I mean, I think we've talked about this before. All my kind of non-real estate friends, and I asked them what they use, all of them love the Redfin app. Right? So they're, they're, right there is a chink. Well, you know, sure. what, what app do you use, Mr. Seller? Well, I like Redfin. Sure. It's not going to be on Redfin. That's right. 
That's right. I mean, you know, just little things like that. I mean, you write the right script, man. And, you know, sometimes it's, 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 it can be the difference. It can. Let, let me put it this way. I don't think Hobie, Hobie Hannah, I mean, soured fucking Hannah. You know what I mean? They're not morons in the real estate game, right? I'm sure they went through this. I'm sure they wore a game that, and they said, we're not going to lose very much. Now, to your point, they could be wrong. To your point, they could be wrong. And in three months, they could just come crawling back and say, nope, we're back in IDX. Yeah. Right? Turns out we lose way too much if we pull out of IDX. That could absolutely happen. I, I don't think it will. And I guess if it does or it doesn't, it sort of doesn't matter. Right? Like to me, I'm like, okay, IDX, again, again, to me, if mm-hmm. I were launching a brokerage today, I wouldn't bother with IDX. Right? I would just talk about the brokerage, our agents, have community videos, whatever. Like, who gives a shit about IDX? Like, the portals have won. I would just frame, I would just put a link to like Zillow or Redfin <laughs> yeah. or something, like, frame it in. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. why spend the money? That's right? a strategy. Now, that's for not sure. good. Yeah, that's not good news for vendors. I get it. A bunch of website vendors should be terrified. You know, if your business is selling IDX websites, then this is But that's is a probably- very different argument or, or thing of what Howard Hanna is doing, right? It's not, they're not putting, they're not, a lot, I mean, you, you're saying you're not going to put up a, a an IDX um, a website as, as part of your brokerage website, okay? That's yeah. very different from pulling out of IDX completely and not having those listings show up on any of the local vendors, local broker sites, right? Are you saying that but, if you were a broker right now, you wouldn't, you would opt out of IDX? Yes. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly that's, what I'm saying. Because what do I get from it? But but would you, will you get Zillow? Will you get Redfin? You get Of course, all of course, yeah. Of course, because they, the, they have the traffic. Right. So you, but, but by, by, by pulling out some of those sites, you're not going to get into. No. So I would, I would try and do a direct feed is my point. Right. Right. And with, for, like, those, Zillow, the, for those, for those would accept a, a direct feed. Right. Correct. Right. Yeah. And if they don't, then I guess they don't. And then I have to make that judgment. I'm just saying like in 2023, so maybe this is really the question as a brokerage, right? Why would you join IDX? Again, you know, for distribution, right? To get to, to get that to get that to get that listing as much exposure on the internet as possible. So, just distribution to other brokerage and agent websites. Well, of course, I mean, the, the you know the other agents. That's that are, why you would join. That's one. Really? Of the, that's one of the reasons, right? And that's, what's the other reason? Well, the other reason it gets to the portals easily. I don't have to do anything. To, I don't have to do anything special to make that happen, mm-hmm. right? I mean. And then I'm, I'm, I'm certain that it's on all the portals, not just three of the four or, or mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. two of the five, right? Whatever it is. What portals other than Zillow, Redfin, and Homes do you want to be on? Or Realtor.com? Yeah. Other I mean, than those four. Like, do you well, care about the, Movoto? I don't care about – well, I care, you know what? I, it's not a matter of caring about whatever. I just want – I don't know where it's going to hit. I can't predict that. They might be on Movoto. They might be on whatever. I mean, I'm not going to take the risk of like – I'm not a, I'm not some sort of clairvoyant that I can say where the buyer is going to find this listing. I'm going to put it as many places as I can so people can find it. And you know, as we're right. around there, there was Dude, a study. I'm there was a study. I, I'm so going to start nakedlistings.com. Yeah. It's time. Yeah, the, the, there was a study back in the day when we Dan and I first started, and this might be different now because this is back in 2008, 2009, where the study said that most people visit up to eight different real estate sites before. Mm-hmm. You know, choosing, and then there was another study that was they might start at a Zillow high in the thing, but when they start working with an agent, they a lot of times we, through the agent broker they they really kind of go down to that agent or broker website, right? So I don't right. know if that's I don't know if that's the same now, but no, it's yeah. I, I'm sure it's the same now. My point is that agent broker website. Guess what? That's a VOW, right? That's a VOW website, and it's much better, right? So and Howard Hanna said we're converting to a VOW, so I'm sure they're going to still keep that. Right, they're just saying we don't care about our listings showing up on your website, Mister Agent. And right. as a result, I don't care about putting your listing on my website because nobody's coming to our website. We're we're just not seeing that kind of lead gen. So what do we care? Yeah, I don't. You right? know, I, and if you're not going to do that, then why be in the IDX? Right. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah, pulling out makes perfect sense to me. Now, is it a smart business decision? I don't know. I mean, we'll find out. Right. And like you said, if three months from now, Howard Hanna's like, oh, that was a mistake. Let's not do that. We'll, we'll know. Well, I, I just they'll don't never think say that. They'll say, we, we reimagine our position here. We're rethinking our yeah. strategy. Yeah. 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 Something. I mean, we'll find. I don't think it's that big a deal. Um, 
the the bigger deal to me is like if this works, and I think it will, then you got to really take another hard look at office exclusives. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I found uh, so on Twitter. I found Sam DeBoard's response kind of interesting. I was like, "Why did you guys make such?" A-? Remember my question to you guys? Yeah. I enjoyed this. I just, I was just curious why y'all made such a big deal out of this instead of, and nobody said nothing about Compass Private Exclusives. No, no, it was more the 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 commingling right. of a direct feed with IDX was, okay. I think, yeah. on Zillow was I, right. And yeah. I think what Sam said, well, because this that's well known. There is like clear guidelines, but this one is all new and nobody really knows. Yeah. So. But okay, that's cool. Like if that's what it is. I think the guidelines are very straightforward. This this is just my take on it. Very very straightforward. Right now, today, if your MLS is not coming the rules, you cannot send a direct feed to anybody, right? And have it appear next to their regular property search. Okay. If your MLS does not have non-commingling rules, then you could send a direct feed to whoever and they could put it wherever the fuck they want. Right. Simple. Simple. Now, there are some questions, like people are coming up with like, who was it? Uh, I think it was Cole Boyer saying, if you're an MLS, you facilitate, you've undermined your value proposition. Is that what he said? Yeah. I mean, again, I think there there is a contingency out there that this is really undermining the spirit of IDX, right? Um, and, you know, I mean, it's, you know, it's like show business, not show friends, right? I get that part too, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of conversation around spirit of collaboration or something. I was like, yeah. really? All right. <laughs> you know, seems to me the spirit of collaboration is on death's door. <laughs> I mean, what else do you call office exclusives, right? Right. Well, I mean, again, that's a, a somewhat not a new thing, but it's been getting no. more attention because of, you know, the uh, clear cooperation policy, right? So. But here's the thing we're forgetting. Before clear cooperation policy was passed, and I want to say this was like 2015, 2016, I remember the first time I really heard about this, I think it was in Min, San Francisco, back when it was held in San Francisco, right? And I think it was Jim from um, MLS Listing getting on stage and saying 40% of the transactions in his system are off MLS. Do you remember yeah. this? That was a yeah. That was a way. Was it that? It might have been that why, but it wasn't forty percent, was it? It was forty percent. He said forty percent, mm-hmm. and I freaked out. I remember yeah. that number because it was forty percent. I was like, "Dude!" And that's why NAR did clear cooperation policy. Yeah. Right. It's like okay, well, it's taken some time to adjust, but it seems to me that brokers have adjusted. And let, let's put it this way: if I were advising a large broker, I'd be like, "You should absolutely be doing office exclusives." It, it befuddles my mind why EXP is not doing it. Right. Right. Well, they I mean, don't really have a destination advantage. site that's really – that people can kind of go to, right? I mean – Sure. Yeah. I sure. mean, that, that, I mean, that branding isn't – I mean, you'd need that a, a bit before like a Keller Williams yeah, or EXP. Yeah. yeah. A little bit. But, you know, I mean, it's not like EXP don't got money. You know, they could go – it's not. It's not that expensive to a real estate website. <laughs> well, depends on what your definition of expensive is. Well, gr- granted, I, you know, being in the I'm business saying, a little like, bit, everything's expensive to everybody out there now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, you know, like I guess we'll see. But I, that's why I didn't. I don't know, man. Like, are we even asking the right questions? I think here. So let me let me let me ask you a question. This is why I think you. Greg, Cole, everybody, I think this is why it bothered y'all so much. So this is just my theory. You tell me if I'm okay. anywhere close. Right. Okay. okay. I think y'all saw this as almost like a scab, right? You know, in other words, the MLS, the brokers, you know, the real estate community is like a union. And Howard Hanna doing this is almost like breaking a strike. You're like a scab. You're, you're, you're leaving the flock. Is there any truth to that? Because that's where I get the spirit of IDX and the culture of real estate. Like, that's what people are really worried about. Right. Okay. So I'll be honest with you, right? When I first saw this, I the, the, my first thought was like, hey, we've seen this story before. If you don't put your – if they're saying you're not going to put your listings on Zillow – 
you're done. Sellers are not going to take that, right? So my first, the reason why I right. first got into it was like, this can't be happening again, right? That we know how the story ends. What's going right. on here? Right. And then, right. and then getting into it a little bit, rereading it, rewatching it, having discussion, realize, okay, well, no, this is something completely different. So right. I, I will say for me, I don't think it's that at all. I think to me, okay. being a guy that has been in this industry for a while and really have outed vendors for doing it incorrectly. So, yeah. and I love that game of like the, the, the maze of like, well, if you do this, you can do this, but you know, oh no, that's a bad yeah, way. Yeah. But you, if you do yeah. it this way, you can. So to me, yeah. I got caught up in the nuance and the, the game of, can you do this? And that's really yeah. where it came down to is like, I've never heard of a direct feed with IDX on Zillow. I mean, it's just, there's yeah. three things there that are like, what? It's almost like when, uh, when Zillow bought uh, Showing Time. Wait, mm -hmm. hold on. They're a, mm -hmm. they're a vendor, but now they're also a participant. But the all the other members are paying Zillow money for this member benefit. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's like, I don't mm -hmm. know what to mm -hmm. call. You know, so there's it's more and more. That's what keeps happening. Is these everybody's trying to figure that. What you know, I'll, I'll maybe we can wrap after this. But what I'll say this though is that what this is to me also what I thought it was is um, and maybe this goes more to your argument because I will I'll fess up to this as well. And I was thinking. Man, the market is so weird right now. It's so tough. Mm -hmm. And this just feels like mm -hmm. these guys are desperate. They got to do something. They got to come up with something. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's closer to your scab comment than than what. But I thought, man, things are getting bad out, so bad out there that they got to come up. You know, they're going to throw any fucking shit on the wall to see what sticks. And this just see, the, from the again, now, you know, getting into it, I see there's a lot more nuance to it. But that first initial gut reaction was like, Oh man, things are so bad. These guys are mm -hmm, going back mm -hmm. to these failed strategies or trying to modify right. a failed strategy to make it work this time, right? So I guess I didn't get that vibe at all because I think I would have gotten the same feeling if we were in, say, 2010, right? When the market was really shit, but remember, it was very much a buyer's market. Mm -hmm. Now I'm like, if you have a listing, dude, you got like gold. gold you got you got plutonium like you know in fact here's here's the thing if you Gold's have a, a listing <laughs> okay if you have a listing today you could hide it i bet howard forget idx forget like i bet howard Hanna could like put it in a secret envelope and shove it under a rock buyers will come find it do you know what i mean <laughs> like we're in that environment so why would you do like it doesn't make sense to be doing this particular move because you're in trouble i didn't i don't get that vibe right uh, now, if maybe though, to your point, it could be listings are gold, but buyers who qualify are also gold. I, you know, maybe there's something to that. So Howard Hanna wants to get more of the buyer. I, you know, I don't know. Like I said, like I said in my post, to me this was pretty straightforward. I bet Howard Hanna's internet team, you know, things are bad. So let, let's start there. Yeah. From what I heard, revenue brokerage revenues are down like forty percent year over year. That's what I heard. Right, so I bet Howard Hanna is looking at their numbers like, "Holy shit, we got to cut some costs. Where can we cut costs? Hey, marketing spend. What you know? How we doing? Right?" And they ran numbers on their website. They're like, "Is this all we're getting?" <laughs> yeah, but the web, like, what, what does it cost to host a website like that? It's not. It's not like. Oh, dude, a corporate website could be a couple. I million think you bucks just told you just told me what's you know, what's EXP putting up a, a real estate website. Oh, yeah, is setting nothing. one up. Yeah, yeah, it's nothing for EXP. I'm just. Uh -huh. <laughs> Okay, you're just right. You got, you, but just, you got me. Yeah, you, okay, you got me. I'm just saying, like they probably looked at the numbers and said this doesn't make sense. Let's just drop it, right? And I said, well, if we drop it, in other words, if we're not going to focus on our own HowardHanna.com lead gen, why are we in IDX, right? And because they have such a dominant market share, they're like, it hurts us less than it hurts our competitors. Let's go hurt them. I mean, I I think that's all it was. Right? I, I it's think like, oh, we got to keep Zillow, so let's send the direct feed to Zillow. Yeah, I mean, what what makes me think? I mean, you know, I have my own thoughts on this, but I mean, uh, through the years, these guys have. I think the people at Howard Hanna have been innovators, and they have successfully adopted technology. So I, I don't, I don't mm -hmm. take this. I don't take it, you know, um, casually uh, that they made this decision. There's probably a lot of thought yeah. into it. I mean, I just, yeah, again, I just know. I I just go all the way back to the sphere argument, right? So. Yeah. And we'll see what happens. I think I think yeah. it's interesting. And you know what? It's great because 
that they've given people like us stuff to talk about. So that's, that's a good about. thing. Now, so I know you wanted to wrap, but let me ask you, it's like, yeah. we didn't talk about my main point behind my article, right? Which was, so I'll just ask you, in your opinion, you know, the, the general theme was the master and servant, right? Right. Who is the master? Who is the servant? Right. I think if you listen to, if you talk to say Art Carter, he would be like, the broker is the master. We, the MLS, are mere servants. All we do is just carry out the broker's will. Right. Right. Um, but then you have a lot of the sort of general industry feeling, which is, well, actually, no, no, the MLS is the master who gets to tell the broker what they are and are not allowed to do. Right. And there is a big subtext of that. Where do you stand on that? Who's the, who's the master? Who's the servant? Uh, to me... You know, you know, uh, you know. There's a saying in in business and in, in, in sales: nothing ever happens till something gets sold, right? And you have to have product to sell. I mean, if without the product, there's no MLS, right? Somebody has to somebody has to get a listing in order for the MLS mm -hmm. to have any value. So I think if you go back down to that kind of first principles thing, the MLS is supposed to be managing data. If there's no data to manage, um. You know, right. that, so I, I would have to say it's the broker. Right. So but, if but, 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 there, path, but there's a trade-off though, right? Let's go back to your, your thing before you said. They stopped taking broker direct feeds because the MLS did a better job at it. We're more consistent about it, managing that data, right? So there's a symbiotic relationship there. Now, what does it take to get that kind of feed? It takes management. It takes a organization like an MLS to put inside rules and to put things in there so that that, that, that data is you know, clean and it is, you know, consistent, right? So it's master and servant, yes, but I mean, it, maybe it's not a master and servant thing. It is a symbiotic relationship between both of them. They need each other. Both of them need each other. I don't know who ha who has the upper hand or not, right? Um, but the, clearly neither can exist without, well, I won't say that because we're going through a whole argument of whether <laughs> brokers, you know, there's, a, there's cases coming up that are saying that a big function mm -hmm. of the MLS, uh, the the compensation could go away and will that will the MLS matter after yeah. that? But I mean, I, I, yeah. Yeah. But you know, like I said, man, I've spent 12 years of my life consulting with MLS and I, and I do feel like at least inside the board boards of directors of a lot of MLSs, they do have this feeling that they control the brokerages and they do talk in terms of, well, I don't know if that broker is allowed to do that. You know, I don't know if we're going to permit that sort of use. And I'm like, who the fuck is you? <laughs> like, right. So to me, the Howard Hanna thing is most interesting if we think of it as this should get every, all of us thinking, who is the master here, right? Who is the servant? Who's the master? And again, I think the enlightened uh, MLS CEOs would say, we're just servants. We just exist to help the brokers. Okay, if the brokers, I want to send a direct feed to Redfin, I want to send the direct feed to Joe Bob, let, let me see what I can do for you. I mean, that should be the only, you know, only answer. Right, not you're not allowed to do that. Like, what? You know, it's, a, it's just one of those things, and I think that is really where things are kind of to get interesting. We'll see if this spreads. And right now, as far as I know, but, uh, and I think the numbers were in the Rex Vizillo lawsuit. I think it said that seventy percent of MLSs have non-commingling rules, so thirty percent don't. Right? I think this was in there. Well, is that if that's a numbers game? I mean, if you're talking about specific MLSs, like if there's 100 MLSs and 30 don't, well, right. 30 MLSs control about 1.5 or 1.2 million listings. So correct, right? It, it could, it might, you know, it's a moot point, and correct it depends on how you look if at the that, numbers, right? right? Yeah. Correct. But I think the way it was suggested was like 30 percent of the market has non-commingling, 70 percent uh, do, well, does. Th I think the, way, the way you want to find out is like what percentage of listings. Are attached to non-commingling rules. Sure. Yeah, and sure. I, I don't, we don't. Sure. We both don't know what that stat that seven to thirty know. means. Right. Yeah. Sure. All right. All I'm saying is, like, it would be interesting to see if after Howard Hanna, because look, everyone's watching this, right? Like, if I'm EXP, if I'm Realogy, if I'm, you know, Compass, I, I don't I'm know watching if what Howard Hanna did. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if no, everyone's I'm, I'm watching, watching it. it. I mean, I think they're watching it. Well, I don't see it on MN News. I don't see it on real estate news. I don't see it on some of the the, the mainstream media of real estate. Yeah, I, I think you I underestimate. I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> I think you underestimate your reach, right? Yeah. Uh, 
Well, I, I certainly think that, on Twitter, I think, it's a big thing for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Twitter is like this big. I'm just saying like, I think the other brokers are going to look at this and say, why aren't we doing that? Yeah. And it would be interesting to see how many MLS start dropping the non-commingling rule. Right. right. Because you drop that and then we're off to the races. Yeah. Right? And then we'll have a separate set of problems to deal with which is the whole like partial IDX thing, the bilateral agreements that I've been talking about for about 10 years. Yeah. So, you know, like, I, again, right now, I think people don't really care that much because it's just Howard Hanna. And I don't care how big you are in what, whatever market, you probably have 20%, 25% of, market sh- of the listing market share. What happens if it's like the top five brokers get together and set up bilateral IDX outside the MLS? By send uh, direct feeds to one another. So, so say that again. Bilateral IDX. Yeah. Did you just did you just create that 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 phrase? Right no, now? man. I've I've been talking about that for ten years. <laughs> like <laughs> seriously, if Howard Hanna went to Compass and said, "Hey, well, I'll send you my listings. You send me yours." Right outside the MLS, we're not we're neither of us are in IDX, right? And then they go talk to uh, Realogy and say, "Hey, Realogy, do you want in on this game?" Right. And right. then there's some interesting questions as to what happens then. Now that's right. a cartel. That's what that that that's what that is. Is the MLS not a cartel then? Well, everybody, it's it's all all of us. You know, you have to go in with if I'm showing yours, you're showing mine, right? It's not like selected uh, people getting in. Agreed, agreed. Uh, but you know, the Department of Justice thinks the the MLS is a cartel, so it's it's kind of interesting to see. Yeah. Um, so that will be the next phase of this, but yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm glad we we had something to talk about. <laughs> like, I wish there was something more. I think there was something more well, interesting. It's, it's, the, the amazing part is, it's always like we've we we're on opposite sides of it again, right? So it's just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although our last uh, our last podcast, we we had a little shouting matches at the end, so it's not as a we did. Uh, I know. Yeah. Have we heard anything from anybody no, about that? I think Mommy and Daddy are fighting. I think we're, I think we're live today, so. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, we'll see. We shall see if anything else develops. Um, you know, I, I aren't there like CMLS webinars like every week or something? Uh, every month they have an MLS Matters. I think it's every month. Okay. Yeah. So maybe the next month's MLS Matters, like this, will be a big thing, and somebody will come and talk about it. Yeah, and you could attend and tell me what they talk about. All right, okay. I'm not invited to any of that stuff, as you know. <laughs> so, anyway, hey, thanks for uh, promoting my webinar. Oh, yeah. So, uh, why don't you yeah, give a little bit of shout out right now because this will be airing before that. That's true. All right. So, July 10th, Monday, um, and I will write a check to our mutual account. This is like a sponsorship, sponsored by the Notorious Rob webinar. <laughs> I'm going to do a uh, webinar at 10 a.m. Pacific. Uh, about the commission lawsuits and its likely impact. Because I've asked my readers, like, hey, sh- would it be helpful? Because I've been writing about this for a good three, four years now. And there's been a lot of stuff. And I feel like people are just a little overwhelmed. So I thought, you know what? Maybe it'll be helpful. I'll put it all together, do a presentation, like walk through everything. And then uh, have everyone, you know, tell me how wrong I am or want to disagree with me. I'm like, show me the facts, brother. I'm happy to be wrong. But it's, uh, I'm a little tired of the happy talk going on in the industry. A little tired <laughs> of the, you know, everything will be fine. There's nothing to worry about. Like, nah, well, man, I, this I, is pretty serious. As I said in Twitter, I think this is musty TV. So uh, thank you. We'll put a thank link you. to the uh, to the registration uh, thank you. show notes and, uh, you know, right. hey, support your local uh, blogger here, right? So help <laughs> Rob out. Hey, uh, so there, I have a story about this dropping today. So by the time this airs, it'll already be out. As an example, I did you know, like, so l- let me put it this way. Has anyone in the industry even touched on the, on the fact that Sherman Antitrust Act is a criminal statute? Not that I know of, because I don't think right. I don't have I heard that they've been enacting the Sherman Antitrust Act. No, the Sherman Antitrust—that's the law that NAR is alleged, you know, alleged to have violated, right? Well, are there more than so, one antitrust uh, 
acts out there? I mean, is, or is it just the, that's the, the, the one? Yeah. So it's thought, pretty much that one. Yeah, it's Sherman and then Clint Clayton and Clayton Act, which modified it. All I'm saying is, no one in the industry has even mentioned the fact that this isn't just a civil thing. This is a criminal lawsuit. This is a criminal law matter. So Gary Keller is going to be locked up and uh, put in a prison. It's entirely possible <laughs> that Gary Keller could be locked up in jail. Yes, oh, you know that's what it means, Rob. I, you know, it's just you're 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 so on brand. You're just this I, is look, so I'm not on saying it's gonna happen. No, no, here's my point. I'm not saying it's gonna happen. I'm saying the fact that <laughs> no one in the industry has even mentioned the fact that Sherman Antitrust Act is not just a civil thing; it is a criminal statute. Punishable by up to ten years in prison. Okay, I, I, like no I, one's even talking about this. I can't think of a better way of wrapping this this podcast with that <laughs> with that with that image in my my mind. Yeah. So if you want to hear more like that, come check me out. Come hang with me at July tenth at ten a.m. Pacific. <laughs> thanks, man. Thanks for letting me promote that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and thanks to everybody for uh, listening to us, uh, Yammer, as always. And uh, we will see you the next time. Thanks, everybody. All right. Bye. Listen, content is everything. Two Brothers Creative makes it look easy. Right now, business owners really only have two options. The first option is hire a big firm. Now, this big firm's gonna come in, make you think that they invented all the algorithms and start charging you thousands of dollars every month. You don't wanna do that. Second option is to do it yourself. Well, that means you gotta learn SEO, SEM, copywriting, marketing techniques on the web. Ugh. You should be really focusing on your own product. But now there's a third option. It's called content in a box. Give Two Brothers Creative 30 minutes a week and they'll handle everything. Plus, they'll show you how to bring it in-house later on. They'll rebuild your marketing foundation and give you tools and techniques and a new marketing playbook that'll actually produce real results and help you grow your business. Two Brothers Creative will give you the confidence and know-how to tell the SEOs and SEMs and all those other acronyms to get fucked. You're in control now. Get started today at thecontentbox.com.